0: welcome to the anxiety slayer series our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety today's anxiety slayer podcast is brought to you by the anxiety slayer academy we've been offering a free podcast for almost eight years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietieslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan VanderLeek here today with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and often answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. Anxiety is a condition that benefits from inner work and support, and when we are in pain or things aren't going well in our lives, our natural inclination is to want to fix it. And our tendency is to point somewhere out there at someone or something external that needs adjusting so we can feel more comfortable. Ananga and I see this happen with anxiety when we declare a dislike for it. Sometimes people say, I hate my anxiety or I just want it to go away. Because yeah, anxiety feels awful, truly terrifying on occasion. And we just want it to stop. The challenge is that it's happening in our own minds and bodies. It isn't out there it's in here. So we have the uncomfortable task ahead of learning to be with ourselves when we don't feel good. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Let's look at some starting points at bringing self-care into our anxiety recovery. Lovely to be with you again, Ananga. Hi, hey, Shan. I'm so glad that we're talking about self-care or anxiety suffering, because it's incredibly important.
1: Yeah, in my experience with my own journey with anxiety, it's been the difference between extreme suffering and an opportunity to really work on self-compassion and better understanding my own suffering and the suffering of others. I think it's been a really valuable lesson for me. And definitely when we bring awareness and acceptance and a softening in our attitude towards anxiety, we start to suffer a lot less and find new ways of looking after
0: ourselves. And I think it's important that we start by talking about self-care and comparison, because as you've mentioned many times before, self-care means no comparisons, that your experience is valid. It's your experience, and in it lay your lessons. Let's begin by talking about the importance of leaving comparisons out of self-care.
1: Yeah, suffering's personal. It's unique. Not everyone experiences illness and pain the same way. Not everyone experiences anxiety the same way. One of the best things I heard years ago when suffering with anxiety from a mentor who did so much. He was a person who fitted so so much into his day and was truly a fearless and, and bold person. So I felt a little ashamed of sitting there saying I, I was suffering, and he just looked at me and said, "Everyone has their threshold." And with no judgment and with no comparison. And that really helped me. And it's something I've gone back to in my mind and my heart many, many times. We talked in a recent podcast about comparison being the thief of joy. And comparison is particularly unhelpful in anxiety sufferers because it's so easy for us to feel that we're not coping well compared to others. And we might have these recurrent thoughts that really eat into our self esteem. We might think that others are braver than us or they're coping better than us, or they're more together than us, as I was in my youth when I was suffering, really feeling like that. And just hearing, everyone has their threshold. And as you said, it's our experience, our unique experience. And then when we start to bring compassion in and take the comparison out, then the journey of healing can really begin.
0: And we often can find ourselves judging others as well, to find fault. So that we don't feel so bad. And it's not something that you set out to do, but it does happen. It's when our mind takes over a bit. And one of the things that you can do to eradicate that kind of thinking is to watch out for phrases that start with, at least they do X, Y, or Z, or it's all right for her, because when you catch yourself there, uh, you can really stop that judgment. And this is where. Often we'll bounce between the two, feeling bad about ourselves, and then that can easily lead us into criticizing others, taking that energy away from ourselves and focusing it on that judgment. But when we push someone down, we might feel better for a short while, but that won't sustain us. And while we're focused on finding fault in others, we're actually losing the opportunity to take better care of ourselves. So the only comparison we need is time-based as in yesterday versus today. Ask yourself, how am I doing today compared to yesterday? Ask yourself, what small action can I take today to take better care of myself than yesterday? Really important just to make it
1: time-based. And if you're having a rough day and you feel like, well, I haven't taken such great care of myself today, then ask yourself, what can I do in this moment now to show myself some love and compassion, show myself some support. There's always an opportunity, even if it's five minutes in the last bit of the day before you settle down to sleep, maybe you could do a breathing practice, a guided anxiety relief meditation, something to offer yourself some understanding and support and just say, okay, I'm going through a really tough time and it's okay to feel how I feel. How can I best support myself with kindness in this
0: moment? And you might even want to journal your thoughts and write anything down that you did, kind of keep a tally of how you're caring for yourself and the choices that you're making that help you move away from anxiety
1: that's been extremely helpful to me I've found a journal from years ago recently I was tidying out my office and I found a journal from about ten years ago and I was surprised at how much introspective self care was in that journal when I may have since thought that i wasn't doing so well at the time or taking such good care of myself at the time, it's really good to get an an external review of of how you're doing. See what goes down on the page. Often we're trying a lot harder and we're doing a lot better than we
0: think. I think the other thing that we need to discuss today as well, Ananga, is that self-care is more than just treating yourself to something nice. You know, it's not retail therapy. And while it can be a warm bath, it it goes much much deeper too. There's
1: a lot of talk these days about self care and it's good and it's healthy and it's there's certainly a trend for like looking to ourselves more and supporting ourselves more, which is very very important in a society where we're becoming increasingly disconnected and disassociated from each other. And of course, this can be a big problem with anxiety, this lack of connection. So when we when we bring that focus back into real inquiry, real self-care, asking, what's going on with me? Can I be with myself with this? Because there's a big tendency with anxiety to run away. And the running away might be picking up a phone, it might be a finger that's running down the screen, scrolling, scrolling, these things that we do to just not be with ourselves. So real self-care starts with self-acceptance, with allowing what you're going through, with allowing your threshold, your experience I'm making space for you to feel scared or whatever you're feeling and wherever you're feeling it in your body and not
0: judge yourself. And you've brought up uh, a teacher that you really like a lot who shares that acceptance means witnessing your own experience and being more soft with yourself. And Tara Brock talks about this. She's the author of Radical Acceptance, which I think we've – Did we do a book review on that at one point? We've certainly mentioned it. We've certainly mentioned it. Anyway, Tara calls this tender exploration, which I just love that, to be tender with yourself, to be sweet with yourself as you're moving through your experience and figuring out how to best care for yourself.
1: Yeah, it can be a really profound experience. Very often with anxiety, we're trying to push through. We're trying to appear okay externally. You know, people talk about high-functioning anxiety where externally you're functioning, you're doing the things you need to get done in the day, but inside you're suffering like crazy. So I, I really like how Tara Bruck talks about radical acceptance, about really deeply going into self-acceptance and self-kindness. And, yeah, she uses the word tender a lot, which I find really sweet, and i found her teachings Extremely helpful. And she also talks about when we talk to ourselves using soft words mm-hmm. like you would use with another that you love, calling yourself whatever you call somebody, honey, sweetheart. Sometimes I just put my hands on my heart and say, Oh love, you're having a really rotten day. And the first few times I did that, that brought up so many tears in me, and it was a big relief and a big release. And now it comes quite naturally to me. I'm I was in an elevator the other day and I caught my eyes. You know, instead of thinking, is my hair sticking up? I gave myself a smile.
0: Mm -hmm. Hello. Yeah.
1: How are you doing today? Yeah. How's things going? You've had a bit of a challenging time lately to to approach yourself with with softness. Anxiety can make things very resistant, very brittle, and it literally makes us rattle. If my anxiety has been running high, I start to feel rattly, shaky is a horrible, horrible feeling, and bringing tenderness and softness and genuine kindness to that is incredibly soothing, and it's a wonderfully healing
0: experience. And when anxiety is running high, the first steps before we can even explore how we feel and what we need include self-nurturing practices, like being sweet to yourself, And there are a few ways to do this, and and they're very similar to some popular physical postures for trauma recovery. One is to hold your head front and back, your right hand across your forehead, and your left across the back of your neck, where it meets with your head. Just hold gently and take steady, deep breaths, checking in to make sure that your shoulders are relaxed, that your jaw is soft. And just imagine sending acceptance to yourself. If you're living with anxiety, you're going through a horrible experience, which truly can feel like it's stealing your life. So allow yourself to breathe and be with yourself in kindness. You might also choose to offer yourself some verbal support with gentle words. You might find that you cry, that you shed some tears. Just let it happen. It's okay. This form of self-care means deeply caring for yourself as you would for somebody else that you love who's in emotional pain. We've also talked many, many times over the years about the calming point. Would you like to walk through that again, Ananga? Calming point's really helpful for anxiety relief. It's always
1: good to have something to do when you're feeling awful. In both Indian Ayurvedic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, this is a particularly important point. It's situated in the the heart of the palm of your hand. So if you make a fist with your left hand in the place where your ring finger and your middle finger sit, that's the spot you want to press with the thumb of your opposite hand. So just massaging deeply into the center of the palm of your hand and taking some nice, steady, deep breaths and keep it going for about a minute really give that place a good a good hold and a good massage and that's considered to be beneficial for calming anxiety calming the emotional heart and it also has a healthful effect on the physical heart as well in chinese medicine so it's a really worthwhile practice it's it's the one i use any time i go to the dentist or in a waiting room or sometimes i'll just sit in my chair and just Make that a self-care practice, maybe in the evening, just for a few minutes, just to sit. And anytime I'm feeling tension in my body, just massage that place. Take some nice, deep breaths, and it's a really calming
0: practice. And another practice that we like to bring forward quite a bit is EFT tapping. Tapping is very helpful for calming and clearing. The self-judgment that we were talking about earlier that often comes with anxiety So you can clear your self-judgment, you can clear judging others, you can really work with overcoming and dealing with the voice that tells us we're weak or that we're broken or that we're not just coping well. And you can find out more about learning EFT at anxietieslayer.com forward slash EFT. Yeah, definitely
1: EFT is extremely helpful when we're dealing with the part of us that may object to self-care or the, the inner critic voice, the voice that just feels we should get on with it or haven't got time to to sit and do this. There's things I need to be doing. The inclination with anxiety is always to try and move away, try and run away. And as we said earlier, it's it's not out there, it's in here. So EFT for me has been incredibly helpful with overcoming anxiety. Definitely recommend anyone learn it. And also, we have a recommended practice for the nurturing side of self care. Something that Tara Brack really emphasizes when we're really suffering, to start with nurturing, just really kindness and self nurturing. We have a lovely practice in our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. It's called the Heart Centered Calming Practice. And it's a simple grounding exercise in self kindness. You can just follow through, I'll guide you through it, talk you through. And once you've learned to do it, it's something you can practice for yourself anywhere, anytime you choose. It's really a nice practice to bring into your daily routine.
0: And again, you can get this at anxietieslayer.teachable.com. If you found today's podcast helpful, we'd sure love it if you'd give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer Starter Course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Don't just listen to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Become an Anxiety Slayer. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer Starter Course at anxietyslayer.com teachable.com